One month from today, the Supreme Court will hear arguments about whether Donald Trump is at all eligible to appear on the Colorado primary ballot after that state's top court concluded that he did engage in insurrection and trying to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, And uh, that's under Section 3 of the Constitution's 14th Amendment, kind of a relic from the uh, Civil War era where they didn't want Confederate generals or officers serving uh, in the uh, in the American government. Um, Maine has followed suit. Other states are talking about it or the cases that are similar are at the uh, the lower uh, court stage. Uh, we bring in Matthew Schneider, leader of investigations uh, for white collar defense practice at Honigman Law, also the former U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Michigan to kind of deconstruct what's going to be argued here. Matthew, good morning. Good morning, guy. Thank you for having me back. So uh, Trump in his petition to the Supreme Court says, look, I didn't engage in i didn't encourage an insurrection because i told the crowd to be peaceful and yet there were so many inflammatory tweets and statements prior to that his surrogates uh were certain he says you've got to fight like hell or you're you're going to lose your your country um do do those two words said twice mitigate the other things he said what will the what will the supremes be looking at Well, what they might be looking at is not exactly what Donald Trump is saying right there, because what was taken up in Colorado was whether or not he engaged in rebellion or insurrection. Trump there is saying he didn't engage in rebellion or insurrection. And what the Supreme Court could very well do is not even reach that question at all. They could decide, look, this is not ripe. The 14th Amendment, Section 3, says no person may hold office, not may run for office. This is about holding office. That hasn't taken place yet. And Trump it could be, he could be elected, and then Congress, under this provision of the Constitution, could reverse that. They they can decide that that disabling provision doesn't apply. So it's entirely possible that the Supreme Court will issue an opinion that has nothing to do with the actual rebellion or insurrection, but it'll really be decided more on procedural grounds. And quite frankly, that happens all the time. Uh, I read a piece, Matthew, that said this issue shouldn't really be taken up by the courts, that there's this Congress provision written in there that two-thirds, they can decide things. But it looks like they don't want to do that. Well, there's the Insurrection Act of, what, 48, that kind of addresses the intent of the 14th Amendment. That's right. And that argument about whether or not the courts should be even involved, that certainly will be at play here in Colorado. Clearly, the Supreme Court justices thought that they have the authority to do that. Now, this isn't the first time we've heard something like this. Remember when people were arguing and debating over Barack Obama's birth certificate and about what it said or what it didn't say? That wasn't resolved by the U.S. Supreme Court. That was a political question. And and people talked about John McCain because he was born in the canal zone. Was he actually born on U.S. soil? Well, that didn't have to get to the U.S. Supreme Court because that was called a political question decided by the political elected branches of office, and therefore it never made its way through the court system. And that'll be the same type of argument that you'll hear playing out in this case. Uh, Trump's defenders, even the Washington Post editorial board, they're quick to say that he hasn't been charged or convicted of insurrection, and so he's being denied process. But what's the precedent? I mean, haven't there been others who have been expelled uh, without a charge or a conviction? 
Well, sure. This has happened in the past, and Congress has invoked that override provision to to cancel that provision of the 14th Amendment. But where Trump's argument there is stronger isn't really about Colorado, because there was indeed a trial. It was in front of a judge. It wasn't a jury. There was a trial. But his argument is stronger about Maine, because in Maine, just the Secretary of State, one person decided Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. And Trump's team has a really good legal argument. There's no due process there. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get a chance to argue against that. And I think the Supreme Court and others are very sympathetic to the fact that Trump didn't get a, an opportunity to defend himself. And that's not the way it's supposed to work in the United States. Presuming that the uh, Supreme Court doesn't sidestep this. How much of all of this will hinge on the definition of insurrection and rebellion and and what it means to be engaged in one? I mean, the classic definition would be the taking up of arms. Um, He did a lot of things, uh, but Trump didn't command an army. He didn't command even a, a small militia. Yes, the question really is, is it's an insurrection or rebellion against what? And the Colorado people are arguing that's an insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Trump's team is saying that's really not what that says. The constitutional provision says it has to be an insurrection or a rebellion against the Constitution itself, and he didn't do that. That's what they're saying. Now, there's arguments that he did, but what is the insurrection or rebellion against? That's really – that's the type of parsing that the Supreme Court will do with this language. Matthew, how quickly can they make a decision? Because there's an issue in at least 12 states when it comes to Trump. That's a great point. They can do this very quickly. They've granted oral argument to be heard in one month, so that's on February 8th. They've got all their briefing done ahead of time. The the pivotal, pivotal point here is the Colorado Republican primary is March Third. That's just about a month after they hear oral argument. Now, the Colorado legislature, of course, could extend that date and change it, but the Supreme Court is very likely to decide this case within a few weeks. And that's not impossible because oftentimes they are able to make these decisions prior to having oral argument. They've got a really good handle on how they're going to come out on the cases even before the parties appear in the courtroom. Less than a minute left, though, Matthew. No matter what the Supremes do, Is this not going to be viewed as a political question? And once again, uh, our, our top court getting involved in politics rather than just interpreting the law. Yeah, that's really what it's about. I mean, the pressure here is on Chief Justice Roberts. And the pressure is, are you going to allow a split six to three division along party lines? Or can you find some other way to reach agreement by saying that it's not ripe, like what I was saying before, yeah. by saying it's a political question so that you know, there's some other makeup of the justices so that the American people don't look at this and say, this is nonsense. It's a bunch of political hacks deciding yeah. it on party lines. It's really what Chief Justice Roberts will be trying to do. So much at stake, both for the court uh, and the country. Uh, Matthew Schneider, thank you so much. Have a great week, sir. You too. Thank you.